Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with crime doers and tired movers. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no cappin'. I am your captain. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. All right, poly boy. Adrian, Adrian. Last pod from Apartment 15. They always called me the B in Apartment 15. I've heard that that show is actually, like, surprisingly good if you get over the first couple episodes. Mm, is it like Cougar Town where they immediately give up the conceit? <laughs> you know, I think I tried to watch the first episode, didn't like it. And then heard about that later, that it actually ends up being pretty good. That if you had showed some goddamn commitment, maybe you would have gotten something out of that show? Yeah, but you know me, man. I have trouble with commitment, man. That's not a thing that's notable about you. That's not a what? That's not a notable characteristic about you. I know, you have a very not. medium I'm... amount of ability to commit. <laughs> I'm the most medium committable person ever. No, I was listening. I want to say it was the first dates episode. I made a joke about you being scared of commitment. You're like, I don't think that's a part of my personality. I was like, yeah, I think it's just something I've heard other people say and gone. Yeah, that, that sounds like something, you, an accusation you could throw at somebody. So, Adrian, I have a question yeah. for you. What up, bro? Do you think that the next season that Thai boys soccer team like really came together and, like, won the championship? Or do you think, like, it got in their head that the goalie couldn't do any saves after that trauma? Why are you- why are they in your thoughts right now? <laughs> May I ask that question? I saw a Twitter, like, a recreation of where they were in the cave and how they were saved. Like, uh, mm. or I saw, like, a news, like, uh, I don't know, recreation. I, maybe it was, like, for the anniversary? Yeah, for the anniversary. We always- they saved a slice of cake in the freezer for it. <laughs> Why are you avoiding the question, though? Oh, do they come back better than ever? Yeah. Of course. I want to know what their next season was like. Do you think that's something we could find online with enough research? Undefeatable. They were the undefeatables that year. <laughs> 38-0. In the Invincibles. I don't know. I feel like maybe like it's like... I, just, I could just imagine... They won the treble the next season. <laughs> Their striker going for... A shot on goal and just see like the blue eyes of the goalie and immediately having a flashback to the blue water <laughs> surrounding them. Oh, so you think anything blue triggers him? <laughs> no, well, well, that was that was a guesstimation. Obviously, I don't know it in that sort of detail. I'm just saying mm. I, I could see it really getting in their heads. I see. I think they could get the yips. Ooh, the yips. Yips. Was that a thing invented for Seinfeld, or is that a real thing? You don't That's have to answer thing, that. That's a real thing, I think, yeah. That's a real thing? I think so. Um, I think they probably did, a, they probably had a middling season. They probably got relegated. <laughs> Could you imagine if you had to be the guy to tell the, like, under-12 team that they got relegated? In those leagues, do you get relegated to a younger age? Yeah, you gotta play with the younger kids. <laughs> Until eventually they're just playing in diapers. <laughs> Until eventually you're just playing the little kid who just had their soccer ball put in their crib so that you understand <laughs> that they're going to grow up to like soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just playing that kid. Cool. All those kids versus that baby. So you're moving out. Moving out. Moved Dorley and immediately went into moving myself. It's been very tiring. I'm very exhausted. And I helped Izzy move this weekend. A lot of moving. A lot of moving. Yeah. Uh, Marshall was telling me he was helping uh, move before he came over to help me move. Oh, although this is great, uh, Marshall was like, I had a little bit of a suspicion that was inviting us not to help him move, but to help him pack and move, and that ended up being true, and I was like, <laughs> oh, Paul's got big opinions on that, I'll make sure to bring it up to him. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I think it makes no sense, like, obviously you should be packed, because you know where you're gonna want to, like, you know what's yours, what you're gonna want where. Buddy, I'm not arguing with you. I just, I've never had someone have the audacity to do that to me, so it's not a thing for me. 
Well, I, I hadn't either. And then I invited or I asked Connor if he could come help me move. And he showed up day of and he was like, oh, whoa, nice. You have everything packed already. I was like, of course, I'm not a monster. Who would like, oh, nice. I don't have to wipe your ass before we go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I've been to help people move before where I was expected to pack. And I was like, that's insane. Like, what a waste of your time. What a waste of everybody's time. That's what happens when you help out Maoists. Oh, uh, makes sense. Yeah. You should have led the story with their ballast. In case y'all forgot, he is an MLM. Oh, wait, you're making a joke about Connor. I thought you were saying your friend was a ballast. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I'm surprised Marshall would tolerate that. I know him from Union stuff, so that guy might be something weird like that. He's probably like an anarcho or something. <laughs> like whenever anybody has weird politics, we assume they're an anarcho dash. <laughs> Well, he was the one who I think I told you that in a conversation during the strike when we were just chatting and shooting the shit. Uh, he Is said any of this allowed to stay in? Yeah, or, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know how much this person might be sensitive about. That's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was the one who uh, uttered the phrase about like to each uh, their need according to their ability or whatever that quote is. And I was like, oh, that's a cool quote. Uh-huh. Did you come up with that? And he was like, no, it's a, it's a famous leftist saying or whatever. <laughs> It is nice that he thought you were very stupid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I I misunderstand what people mean when they say hide your power levels around people. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so to answer your question, I'm moving. It sucks, but I'm almost done. I'm on the last end of it. And I gotta focus on some car shit. Anyways, yeah, so uh, moving stuff. Anything else? I know I... Oh, no, this has nothing to do with moving. I was just gonna bring up some more random shit like the Time yeah. Boys soccer team. What's up? Yeah. Oh, more timely, uh, topical things. <laughs> Mr. Beast. Do you have an opinion on him? Um, do you think, I mean, I think Mr. Beast is a cool dude, but he is one ugly motherfucker. You think any of those kids got their vision and they were like, hey, uh, I'll go back to being blind. <laughs> that's a good take. Um, <laughs> could you I imagine was- if that's the, in the discourse, that's what I added to it? <laughs> I was watching some YouTube shorts, and one of him on a podcast came up was that uh, Cody Ko guy, if you know him from YouTube. I haven't watched and, him, but I I, would, I know the name. Yeah, and I haven't watched him a lot either. I know people who like him. But in the interview, Mr. Beast seemed like a, he seems like a genuinely nice guy, but he said one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And he's 24, so maybe, maybe I can just chalk this up to youth to say something so silly yeah, sounding saying, to everybody else. To date, but old enough you make fun of. He said that his girlfriend, he met her, and one of his requirements is that anybody he dates has to be willing to learn and intellectual. So he said that a good date in his mind is reading together. And then they asked him to expound on that. He said, yeah, we buy the same book and read together. He's like, yeah, something like that. Or maybe we take an IQ test. (laughs) So those are his two ideas of a good date from Mr. Beast. And I wanted to get your ideas on that. Would you ever invite a girl or guy over to take an IQ test with you? Or to read side by side with you? (laughs) Um, I have uh, popcorn read poetry with a friend before. Um. You've read poetry with a friend. What? A romantic friend? Yeah. That's about it. Okay. That was a good date. I like that. That was fun. But I wouldn't just sit and each read at our own pace the same book silently. (laughs) (laughs) The way he's like... Was he like, sometimes for my dates, I'll just give them a little tray that has cut out shapes into it and then pieces that fit into each of the shapes and then... (laughs) I mean, he said he likes taking IQ tests. Like, he must be doing some shit like that. It's so weird. Yeah, but this man young think that, like, BuzzFeed, which friends are you quiz is an IQ test. <laughs> uh, I got Ross. I'm smart. I can be a paleontologist. I mean, this guy has what seems like infinite amounts of money at his disposal. He does move mountains for these fucking videos. He doesn't say yeah. things. Certainly a great man that 24 have built this empire, but very disturbing answer to that question. <laughs> Paul, is that your understanding of history, that great men just individually move uh, things forward? My understanding? Yeah. I don't know if I have an opinion on the great man of history theory. Oh, okay, all right. 
I think some people usually think of an alternative as dialectical materialism, but... Hmm. Did you ever finish Capital? Yeah. How was it? How was the end? Don't spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I technically only finished Volume 1, so there's a whole expanded universe to Capital. Ooh, Mockingjay. Capital 3, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Did Uh, I tell you that that was uh, one of the things that really cracked me up about my exam when students were turning exams in was... uh, I told you this, right? One of the students apparently listened to the lectures and heard me say, like, I haven't taken German since, like, fifth grade, so I'm about to mess up this German word. And he made mm-hmm. sure to tell me, like, oh, your German's actually really good. And I was like, thanks. And then I looked at his test, and he missed the question about the German word. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> he clearly listened to the lecture. He just didn't get it. <laughs> he just didn't care. Um. All right. Media Roundup? Media Roundup. I don't have media, but I have a big event news. Ooh. Um, okay, big event news. Guess who's in Davis right now? Guess who, if I wanted to drive 10 minutes right now, I could impale myself on his spiky, spiky hair. Ooh, uh, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is in Davis filming his new show, yeah. Really? Nice. <laughs> yeah, someone sent out an email saying, like, email this person if you want to be on TV for when he goes to Zuma Poke. Um, but apparently he's also at the hot dog or two. Pierce just texted me saying he uh, got a Guy Fieri sighting. Um, well, what happened was I was really excited and I was about to email the person. And then someone immediately responds, hey, just so you know, here's a picture of him enthusiastically embracing Trump during like a UFC or a, a WWE thing. Uh, and I think he's generally a bigot. You should see how he te- treats the people of color on his show. Uh, and then the person who sent the original email said, okay, all good things. I don't know about celebrities, so I didn't know about that. And then the guy follows up again to say, also, I don't know where this lies in terms of uh, breaking the uh, the picket line for the writer's strike. So I would also advise against it for that as well. And she was like, yeah, also good point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, was it from his WWE appearance before he ran for president in 2016? I think that was Pierce's take is that was like, he was like, I think that was probably just like way before he was ever president, but. I would still go to try to see Guy Fieri. I'm honestly surprised you're recording the podcast and not just driving around Davis. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, the other thing that's really funny is that he's going to Zuma Poke, which Tin, like, let me know, because he's the one who picks up Poke for us. So I don't also, actually that's phone. not a written show. How how would that be breaking the writer's strike? I don't know. It's in production right now. I thought that was the whole thing from the last writer's strike is that, like, reality TV took hold because they didn't have a writer's staff. Yeah, but I don't think the writer's strike necessarily wants all media to end. It's not like authors stop writing because they could potentially, people could be reading books. Like, I think that's more of a one-to-one comparison of like, you could fill your time with reality as a way to try and hold out the strike. Sorry. You know what? Now that you've explained it, you are right. I just really wanted an excuse to go see Guy Fieri. I was just really trying to justify it. it. I was waiting for you to best me in logic and in in the marketplace of ideas. Um, No, no, that was all emotion. Where uh, Tina's let me know. Should we be worried about this podcast? Breaking the writer's strike? You know, they made a lot of jokes in Comedy Bang Bang today, and I think we're okay as long as we don't have any like stars promoting their current projects. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, guys. Robert Downey Jr. isn't coming on this week. Should I go ahead and send John Hamm a text that he shouldn't come on next week like we had planned? Yeah. Okay. Senior Ham. <laughs> um, It'll be Hamon if he's senior. But. Oh, yeah. So apparently this, uh, the poke place in town that Tin likes is uh, Hello Poke. And uh, he was like, Zuma Poke specifically is like the worst poke place in Davis. It's crazy that they're the one who's getting the TV show. And then also they're going to the hot dogger, which Pierce likes, but I'm not going to lie. Didn't really like them when I went there. So it's called Weird the hot dogger. Yeah, it's like a little hot dog cart type thing. Well, it's an actual like brick and mortar, but it's like very, uh, very quaint, very charming. If I was going to open a hot dog stand, I wouldn't go with that. I'd go with hot dang it. Hot diggity dog. Hot, hot diggity doggity climbing. I'd call it getting dogged down. <laughs> um, okay, I, I, uh, yeah, so I have nothing else besides uh, Guy Fieri being in town. Haven't had a lot of time to just sit and do whatever. I've been up, 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 zoom, zoom, zoom. Up, 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 zoom, zoom, zoom. Shout out to my moving, my moving helpers, uh, Pierce, Nicole, Marshall, and Pinnock. Pierce, Nicole, Marshall, and Pinnock. And my uh, new roommate who offered to help me, and I said, no, I'm okay, I got my strong boys. PNMP. I'm pretty sure that's a thing, right? What is that? PNMP. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I might go see that for Cheap Movie Tuesday. <laughs> Didn't we watch the uh, Michael Bay one because I wanted to to watch along with an episode of How Did This Get Made? We did it for Gritty Reboots. I don't know if it uh, was an, ulter- an ulterior an ulterior uh, motive. You're right. That was Gritty Reboots. It's a hot shot. Not hot shot. Blood shot. Blood. What was the one with uh, The Rock? What? That was no, it's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> How much of this are you gonna get wrong? <laughs> At a certain point, people can't even Google it because you've given them so much wrong information. <laughs> it's like that old it's like that old Joe DeRosa joke about like they ended up making an SNL sketch about this, but apparently he beat them to the punch. But it's about like, yeah, every time my dad talks about celebrity, he always butchers their name somehow. He's like, Yeah, I wanna go see that new uh What's his name? Christopher Cage. I want to see that new Christopher Cage movie. And I'm like, Dad, what are you talking about? Christopher Cage, the famous action star. <laughs> yeah, no, that podcast. Why did they make that? I was weird. <laughs> I like that that podcast about about bad movies. Why did they make that? Mm. Who signed off on this to be a thing that was then released? <laughs> With Alan Shearer and Janet Man Honestly, June Diane Raphael sounds like a fake name anyways. It's Raphael. <laughs> Raphael? So, oh, I couldn't tell if you were doing a bit of also getting it wrong or if you actually got it wrong. No, it always sounds like word salad to me every time it comes to my ears. I've never memorized it. <laughs> I hear a D at the end, but I'm pretty sure it's Rayfield, but I always kind of hear Rayfield. I don't know. And Jason Manzukis. And it's really confusing that episode they had on Diane June, which was somebody whose name was the opposite of her name. It was June cool. Diane, it was Diane June. Could you imagine if we had a Paul on the pod? Bleep it out, bleep it out. We've never released my last name on this podcast. It's too yeah. recognizable. It's not like where everybody has that last name. Hey, hey, hey. We could leave it in if I had like Muhammad or something as my last name, you know. Paul Muhammad. But then you'd have to have that talk with your parents that my sister's uh, friend had, where they were like, please take your husband's name when you get married. Muhammad's holding you back in this society. <laughs> Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. And I think she ended up putting it as her middle name. Wow. Because she was also one of those Middle Eastern people who didn't have a middle name. So she was like, I'm just going to scoot that over and then take my husband's last name. Ah, like me. Mm-hmm. You have a middle name. Paul. <laughs> you live at. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to I had to get that middle name when I became a citizen. You, had to earn- you know, I've been working on this stand up joke and I don't really know where it's going to go, but I've started writing it. And mm-hmm. I don't really like making fun of how my parents speak English, but one thing that my dad has never been able to shake is uh, whenever he I comes to I also don't like how making fun of how your parents speak English. I find it's pretty offensive for me to yeah, do so. Yeah, but sometimes you can do offensive stuff for, for jokes. Um, every time he like hangs out with me, he'll wake up early and he immediately wants to eat. He's like, I eat right in the beginning of the morning. And so we'll get up and we'll make a plan for the day. And he's like, all right, but first thing we got to do, we got to take breakfast. He never says eat breakfast. He never says get breakfast. He always says take breakfast. And I'm like, maybe that's just a thing where in Guatemala, it was hard out there, man. You never were given breakfast. You had to go out there and take your breakfast, brother. <laughs> in those mean streets. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I'm pretty sure we would be more sensitive about making fun of like our parents', parents idiosyncrasies with English than they would care. I, I definitely think that's a second generation sort of thing because um, I also... I don't know. My, my mom does make, doesn't like when I say Publix back to her or when my, I told my dad that he's not saying shrimp, he's saying sherm. <laughs> Wait, he says sherm instead of shrimp? That rocks. Yeah, he really can't, oh. he really can't get it. <laughs> to your point about not expecting people to pronounce every name right, if your name was shrimp, my dad's not going to say it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> That, that does sound like a nickname somebody would get if they were, like, a real tiny guy. If they were the tiniest guy on the football no, team. No, if they were the biggest guy. This is why you're such a good writer, Adrian. you yeah. got a mind for, like, that juxtaposition Although, people like. that doesn't always match reality. I did have an undergrad who had a uh, tattoo of a teacup on her finger because she was called teacup because she was the smallest of her swim team. My parents, I honestly speak Arabic with them a lot, so I don't hear a lot of their most idiosyncratic and idiosyncratic things but every once in a while one comes out like my dad called a stroller a strolly i don't think that's anything to do with arabic i think he's just weird as hell <laughs> um i think he just says he, like, he's doing gotta like buy a, a strolly for the kid i was like he's a in strolly. his he's in his molly baz era he's doing little like cute uh shortenings of different words 
And then my dad also pulls out like the European pronunciation for things. Mm. And sometimes I think he's more right than me, but it's just so infuriating to hear somebody be like, oh yeah, that physicist Einstein. I'm like, Einstein. Einstein. Oh wait, no. he says Einstein. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just say it like an American man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it bothers me so much. Uh, he doesn't do that thing, that Trevor Noah thing where he's like, uh, yeah, zebra or zebra. Maybe let's ask the people who live on the continent with zebras. Okay, sure. Is that not what your dad says? And he's like, maybe the police were right to attack rioters and and protesters. (laughs) Did you literally just call the people on strike rioters? Wow, you really fell for... You fell for Trevor Noah's... personally don't think that rioting is an issue, so I actually don't... I think that... I reject that framing as a negative framing in the first place. Hmm... But maybe I'm a little bit more woke about it. That is crazy uh, that he's like a liberal darling and his whole like thing was like, what if it was okay to kill people on strike? Hmm? Hmm? You hmm, laugh, but Y'all true. didn't think about that. Speaking of which, Trevor Noah, born a crime. <laughs> Did you come up with that? That's a funny observation. No, that's the name of his book. I know. That was me doing the, did you come up with that? But I didn't come up with it. Come on now, what are you doing? I'm just trying to segue to the theme, goddammit. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. Oh, okay. So one of us is- only one of us is a dumbass, apparently. <laughs> Wait, who is it? You have to find out. One of us is always a dumbass, and one of us is always right, and we're two <laughs> guardians of a maze. <laughs> Guarding oh. two doors. <laughs> uh... Guardians of a maze. <laughs> <laughs> that was me definitely just thinking of the Yu-Gi-Oh! episode where the two guys use the maze uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Yin and Yang? Yin and Yang, yeah. I don't know what they were called in the original dub. or uh, original. Uh, That's fucked up. I don't think that parents should be allowed to call their kids Yin and Yang. I think the government should stop that. There should be laws against that. Well, where does it stop? Are you allowed to call your twins Olivia and Oliver? Yeah, I think that's acceptable. But yin and yang. You can't have the yin-yang twins. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Seems like there's a bias on which ones you want to not let people do. And that wasn't just the name of two twins in the animated in the animated children's show Yu-Gi-Oh! That's a very old and well-respected name for East Asian twins as yin and yang. But I think it should be a crime to name your kids that. And I think what you're wearing is a crime against fashion. Oh, but also, I did recently get the uh, feedback that we don't explain the theme of the podcast enough. So if you're a new listener, me and Adrian are going to talk about the theme of the episode. Then we're going to review two advice columns that are related to that theme. And then we're going to get into a third segment. Who's getting blindsided by our episode format? (laughs) Lots of people, brother. Okay, well, none of my friends are idiots, so I don't get any <laughs> comments from my friends being like, I don't understand how this episode works. I thought you guys were just shooting shit the whole time. Then you guys start reading an article. Yeah, well, you don't have any southern friends ever since you moved out to the west coast. Of course they don't talk like that. That's true. Just a bunch of coastal elites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should, I should sit with that for a little bit. Alright, I think you sat with, with it long enough. Anyways, do you want to um, stop the chit-chat portion of the seg- uh, podcast and then go into the uh, segment of the podcast where we talk about the theme, which is the next thing that we do? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, crime. 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 I've never done a crime. Adrian, you used to be a drug dealer. I commit thought crimes in this PC culture. <laughs> Same, brother. Let me tell you, the other day I was thinking about how much I want to disrespect trans people and take away their basic human rights and dignities. And people got upset about me, at me about that. For a thought crime. Yeah, so crimes, let's see. Um, you know, I had a friend in the uh, who was helping me move today. I won't identify them. You have a one in four chance to uh, identify them based on what I said earlier. Um, but when they were hearing about the podcast and the theme... 
their little response was like, I steal all the time, especially from like big stores. I don't feel bad about that. And my sister has that same thing where she's like, sometimes I'll just take a little knickknack while I'm like leaving Walmart or something. It's so obviously, and I guess bleep it out, but it's so obviously because is way too terrified to do something like that. It's Oh, I forgot he was in the running. Go, mm-hmm. go, good for you. And then Dorley does that. And then Phil said he he's too much of a pussy to do it, but he believes in it. And he did tell me a story about how he was in the gardening section at Walmart. He took some pea plant pods, put them in his pocket, forgot about them, got home, and drove back to Walmart to say, hey, I'm sorry. I accidentally had these in my pocket. Can I pay for them? And even the cashier was like, fuck are you doing coming back here trying to pay for these things? <laughs> also, you don't have to tell them they were accidentally in your pocket. You still can just scan the barcode. <laughs> What, did he want a pat on the back for being such a good boy? They're like, you know what? We're going to give you these pea plants and this store. Because we need people like you in charge. <laughs> Willy Wonka comes out and he's like, and and that was the test all along. You're now the CEO of Walmart, which is a subsidiary of Willy Wonka Industries. Mm. I guess I believe in it conceptually, but I also think it makes you a dick because the employees don't necessarily believe in it. And you're kind of creating a headache for them if they if they see you stealing and they're like, fuck, I don't I don't want to have to report. Like, like, you know, no chase policy. Yeah, but I mean, that's assuming that they aren't frustrated by it and don't want to stop you and don't have to do a report on it. And like, it still think, sucks I mean, for them. I worked at a Trader Joe's. We were never asked to, like, follow people around and, like, report people stealing things, even if it was covert. Yeah, but I guess I just, like, I, I see those videos of the employees at Walmarts and Targets where they're, like, trying to record a guy. And they're clearly, like, and I mean, mm. you can say it makes them suckers, but they clearly feel some sort of loyalty to the store. And it's causing them stress and anxiety that somebody's stealing. And they're trying to record the person and be like, hey, look, they're stealing. I they come in here every day and steal. What? I think that sounds bootleg. Okay, I don't care if it's bootlegging. It's still their job to work at Walmart. It feels like a dick move to treat them badly. It, it's not their job to be a security guard. That is not anywhere in their like hiring paperwork. I, I know it's not their job, but you're still making them have to deal with your shit. What do you mean? Record you on your on their phone? I don't know. This is This is a weird opinion. You don't think that some people feel loyalty to a place they work, even if it's not correct to do so they still do yeah it exists yeah and you don't think it's a dick move to make those people have to like put up with you taking their shit no i think it's very minor okay uh, yeah. i don't really care all right now let's, let's spend the rest of the uh podcast <laughs> debating this I had an ex-girlfriend who used to steal a lot and always stressed me out. I didn't want to have to deal with an employee coming and talking to well, us. It sounds like it really stresses shitty. you out more than it stresses the employees out. Well, it stressed me out because I was like, the employees can probably tell and they're probably looking at us like we're pieces of shit. I don't want to do this. Well, what is this like that QI story about a man with no arms trying to steal a TV out of a place, out of a radio shack? Like, how obvious well, was she? <laughs> I have no idea, man. I don't know. I just would rather pay for something than steal. Mm. I'd rather lie, cheat, steal. You'd rather lie, cheat, steal. So uh, how do you feel? I mean, I I assume you're going to say you're against it, but like mom and pop stores, would you like tell your friend to knock it off if they were if they were uh, stealing from like a little local place? So we're doing a what would you do now? Yeah. Okay. What if it was a black owned mom and pop (laughs) store? (laughs) Yeah. What if it was? (laughs) And what if the cashier was a little person? Um, no, yeah, I would generally tell tell them that, like, the margins, like, I think that's one of the arguments that people make is, like, big businesses, like, put it into their budget that there's gonna be some amount of stealing going on. Mom and pop stores don't. Yeah, I think you have to tell them that the margins are too close there. I think the thing is, though, if you made, like, a numbers argument, obviously you could be a weird pedant about the fact that they technically need more insurance, which costs more, which means that they might have to raise prices or something, Mm -hmm. which is obviously, like, a real... So you steal more. It's a feedback loop. <laughs> um, what if it was a national chain, but it was like close to where you lived and you didn't want to be uh, kicked out permanently? Oh, I take that seriously. Yeah. That's like one of those things like a Seinfeld episode where your friend is doing it and you specifically distance yourself from them to be like, hey, 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 come on. <laughs> soup Nazi, <laughs> please let me come still get soup. <laughs> other crimes, jaywalking or other small crimes? Are there small crimes like jaywalking or drunk driving? Where do you put? Because I know a lot of people who uh, 
who definitely don't take drunk biking seriously, even though you can still get the same level of DUI. Wait, really? That's like a $10,000 ticket? I think so. I think, like, shit. biking under the influence is the same type of DUI as driving under the influence. That's insane. You can't Maybe kill I'm anybody wrong about by that. biking under the influence. I mean, I don't want to have to paint a picture for you, a mental picture for you with the audience, but I, I think you could. There I am, <laughs> riding my bike. Drunk as hell. I'm listening to Biking by Frank Ocean. I'm zooming along. I T-bone a car. It's a little girl, eight years old. It was her first day of school today. She was wearing her best outfit. My bike goes straight through her body, splits her in half. <laughs> as, a, as a child, did you ever watch FBI's uh, Most Wanted and think, yeah, I'll take down some notes if I see that car. <laughs> if I see this man, I'll, I'll no. call it a tip. I think I have said this before, though. I, what I would watch with my dad and my sister was uh, Forensic Files. And the most terrifying thing about that show is, one, it made me afraid of Burger King commercials because the narrator ended up doing Burger King commercials as a gig. And so I was like, why Why does Burger King make me think of death? <laughs> um, but also, um, they did have episodes where they were like, hey, just so you know, this is one of those fun episodes where they never caught the guy. We'll see you later. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Although he lived in rural South Carolina and his prime target is little Guatemalan boys with pinchable cheeks. There was at least one that was like set in Pillion or like pretty close to like Lexington. Um, and I think they didn't find the guy. They call him, uh, they call him the Guatemalan Strangler. He loves little boys. They call him the little pee pee strangler. <laughs> uh, that was one of the reasons I ended up turning off. This is going to make me sound so cruel. Adrian, you ready for me to be a little bit honest, a little bit vulnerable on this podcast again? Finally. That's one of the reasons I turned off Amber Alerts on my phone was because I realized I would read them, immediately look at the car and license plate number, and a second later I would forget that shit. No way I was ever reporting one. It would go through one ear, out the other. I was like, there's... There's no reason for this to loudly distract me. Whenever one comes through, I never remember the car plate number and like actually look out. I'm not, I'm not doing like a little like citizen's arrest thing. I'm never looking out for that car. I understand why that's cruel. I think it's honestly big of you to admit that you're not the kind of guy who's like, Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. (laughs) Now they got your information. If I was, I would leave it on. I think it's a good system. I just don't understand how people see one of those and then actually, like, internalize and use that information. Like, I forget it immediately. I think the average person can take in the information and remember it and not necessarily want to act on it. But you get a collective sense of, like, oh, ten people have said they found, like, they saw the car that you talked about in this vicinity. But what I'm saying is, like, I would ne- like, I forget that it's, like, a blue Hyundai you know, oh, no, no, on- no, don't get, don't get me wrong. I understand that your brain is fried and useless, but <laughs> for most people, they're you able to- You think most least- people are, yeah. Yeah. I think I could if I was actively trying to. I just, it just like is not going to stay in my mind like that. Is this one of those psychological studies where like, if you give someone a phone number all at once, they'll never remember it. But if you give it to them in the dash, like the one four 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 seven two three. Five five five, and then is that a psychological it? study or just a bit from King of from King of Queens? I never watched that show, and I have taken a psychology class, so I'm gonna assume what I said. But hey, speak your truth, brother. Oh, it's it's a really funny bit from King of Queens where it's just him taking a phone call, and he's like, "You have no phone number cadence." He's just getting upset at the guy. He's like, "You gotta have a phone number cadence. You gotta say it three at a time." But he was just saying it like rap guy. He was just like, "Someone limited yeah. me. You assume when I'm assuming you." Exactly. Um. Okay. Anything else about crimes, or do you want to get into the articles? I'm ready for it. Um, okay, so I don't know why this is a paydirt uh, question, but it's from paydirt on Slate. My neighbors are running an illegal daycare. So, on the other side of crimes, or on the same side of crimes, illegality. Uh, tagline, I want to use the driveway I pay for. Dear paydirt, my apartment is in a converted house. One unit behind and two in front. My unit has a narrow driveway and I am the only one that can legally use it. There are signs. The other two units have to deal with street parking, which is notoriously hard to get. Jan, quote-unquote, is in the other front unit. From what I gather, Jan runs an illegal home daycare because she has tons of kids and babies there all the time. 
I have already had to switch to my I have already had to switch my bedroom because of the level of noise coming through the shared wall. I try to live and let live, but the moms will not stop using my driveway for their kid drop-offs. I work from home mostly, but I'm required to go to the office a lot. I've already been late twice because some mom has pinned me in and will be just a moment. I've knocked on Jan's doors with no response and left her letters warning her that the driveway is off limits. The last time, I was running late and I couldn't get out. The mom was taking her sweet time to get baby supplies out of her car. I laid on the horn. The woman came up swearing at me and slammed her fist on the hood of my car before backing out of the driveway. That evening, I put up security cameras facing my front door and driveway. I have a lot of evidence of Jan running a daycare and people coming and going with kids using my driveway. My landlord isn't the greatest, but would shut down the daycare and evict Jan. Or the state would. I really don't want to get a little lady evicted or get into a more serious situation. I just want to use the driveway I paid for. What should I do? This one is tough because I do. This one made me laugh because I thought it was going to be about the illegality of the daycare and not about their driveway. (laughs) (laughs) I do. If it was just the daycare, I do firmly believe that snitches get stitches. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah, unless it's your girlfriend stealing from a store, in which case... Also, Adrian, for such a tough guy, should I tell the story about the time we were in high school and I had to buy the ping pong balls and solo cups because you thought you were gonna, the cashier was going to arrest you if you bought those two things together at the same time? So let's not make it seem like you're a big tough guy <laughs> out here. I don't know what you're talking about. I bought solo I- cups every day. It's the only thing I drink out of... <laughs> <laughs> and I was a ping pong champion. <laughs> you were like, no, he's gonna know what drinking me. I'm scared. I'm scared, me. I'm a big baby Adrian. Also, I'm worried that the guy from that true crime thing I watched with my dad is here and he's gonna get me. He's gonna get me Burger King. <laughs> he's gonna get me Burger King style, man. You remember those uh, those ads where the Burger King would wake up in bed with you? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, what I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> that mask is terrifying. It literally Dude, seems there like... were there are times when I, I drink too much and I wake up and I'm like, oh god, is the Burger King gonna be in bed with me? <laughs> did I fuck the Burger King last night or did he fuck me? <laughs> I think we both know the Burger King's a top. Yeah, that's probably true. He makes you eat a Whopper while you're doing it. No wonder they phased him out. That guy was so scary. Yeah, I didn't like him. Yeah. Anyway, back to this column. Oh, yeah. Did you have thoughts? Like I said, I, I think it's it tough because I would, once again, I do believe in minding your own goddamn business. Don't rat other people out for making a living. But, hey, they're fucking over your life, so I don't know. And you have a piece of really good ammunition and they don't seem to be <laughs> taking you seriously at all. It depends on, they said, I've tried to make contact with her a bunch of times. They never answered their door. Or respond by a bunch of times. Do you mean two or three? Then maybe try a couple more times before you blow up their life over a driveway spot. But if you mean you've tried twenty times and they're literally avoiding you in a comical way, then I guess just go ahead and rat them out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's the move. You should run a more successful daycare out of your place and run them out of business. Ooh, that's a good idea. You should ask one of the children. To deliver your message. You should dress up like a child. You should put on a pacifier and one of those weird things that babies have around a their bonnet? head. A bonnet? A bonnet. Thank you. <laughs> and show up at her door and be like, Goo Gaga, I'm one of the babies. <laughs> Goo Gaga, I'm one of the babies. <laughs> one of the babies, let me in. Can I smoke indoors? <laughs> I'm the boss baby. Um... Yeah, I don't know. There isn't that much to this uh, question, really. I was going to say we don't really need to, like, drone on about it. Um, she's doing something illegal, and they are blocking your driveway, which is annoying. If you put signs up and people aren't respecting that, put spikes that you remove <laughs> every time that you go through it. Well, there's one-way spikes, but I guess you'd have to remove them to get back in. How how big a problem is this? I really don't get how long it could be taking most people to drop off their kit that this is really a problem. You know, I'll say the closest thing that I have to this, and it's kind of the opposite, where I have a numbered spot, and sometimes when people are moving in, their parents will just park in my spot, and so I'll come, 
and then I'll clearly like wait behind them to show that like I'm waiting to get my parking spot and then they'll like do a little wave like, really apologetically. And I'm always like, yeah, as long as you get out, like if you're not like going to be stubborn and like try and argue with me and be like, oh, we're blah, blah, blah. Like, as long as you're like, oh, sorry, we're going to move. That's like, that's the end of the story for me. It's not really a big deal. But I could see that being a thing where for them, it's like, ah. yeah, but that seems more rare. This seems like right around the time they go to work every day, the same parents are all lining up. How popular is this off the books daycare? <laughs> I just it don't get how it's happening daycare. that frequently. Like, I feel like you wouldn't, the timing wouldn't line up that perfectly, that frequently that they're trapping you in there. Uh, yeah. Do you want to read the answer or uh, anything else? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Paul says, Ansaruno. Here we go. Dear drive-by driveway, this goes way beyond your parking if it is an illegal daycare. Home daycares fall into a different set of regulations in many places, and it could be possible that it is licensed. Confirm with your county or state about the daycare license, which should be publicly available information. If it is illegal, you should report it to authorities, not your landlord, and provide any evidence, such as footage from your security cameras. An unlicensed daycare is a risk for the children, and it is much more serious than being late for work. If you find out that the daycare is licensed or your neighbor just has a lot of grandchildren, you should treat it exactly how a business would approach the parking issue. Call a towing service. Or at least start a rumor that vehicles have been towed. Let your landlord know that you will enforce your rights to the driveway, find a local towing service, and put up a sign that cars will be towed, available at your local hardware store. Next time someone blocks you in the driveway, get out of the car and tell them that vehicles have been towed before. Word will spread, and no one will dare risk the driveway anymore. If you frame it as helping prevent them from getting their car towed, they're more likely to comply than if you lay on your horn at a mother with a baby. In fact, laying on a horn might make someone vindictive and more likely to block your driveway in the future. So outsource that vindictiveness to a towing company that deals with it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but also, like, is a towing truck going to work? Isn't the problem that they're there for, like, five to ten minutes to drop off their kid? How quick is this towing company? All right, Adrian, I have an old classic on this podcast, Willie D's Ask Willie D from the Houston Press. Hey, Willie D, can you do something for me? Dear Willie D, a few days ago, I was on a bus trip with my wife and business associate when we stopped at a casino in Oklahoma. While there, my wife and I befriended an attractive 18-year-old girl we met in the buffet line. Since she was solo, we invited her to sit with us so she didn't have to eat alone. She confessed that she had run away from her home to live with her boyfriend, but her boyfriend ended up in jail on drug charges, and she ran out of money after staying in a motel for two months. She told us she was trying to get to LA, but would settle for Dallas, where we live, if I could look out for her as in be her pimp. My wife is not a judgmental person, so she didn't lose it upon hearing her offer. I politely declined, but my wife exchanged phone numbers with her so they could stay in touch. We gave her $100. That's not much, but it was all we could spare. I'm not trying to knock anybody's hustle, but I could never profit off a woman selling her body. Could you imagine trying to knock somebody's hustle, man? Yeah, no, I respect this man. He's not knocking her hustle. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be this man or me. Yeah. In fact, if somebody asked me to be a pimp, I would be like, thank you. I'm complimented. Makes sense why you would ask me. I have all the necessary skills. I have good time management. I understand the game. First and foremost, I always understand the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look good with a cane. All valid points. I've taken a couple management classes at a community college. Ooh, Yeah. Now, what we got here is and a I'm product good with numbers. that they call with inelastic demand. <laughs> I'm not a big King of the Hill guy, but I do know, I do, I have seen the episode where Hank hires a girl from Oklahoma City in his propane shop, and it turns out that he's pimping her out when he takes her to sell propane. By the end oh. of the episode, he realizes oh. he's been pimping her out. Damn. And then her actual pimp shows up, and they have to have a pimp off or something. I don't know, but... Mmm, pimp off. He wins her freedom. That's good. It sounds a lot like this situation, down to the fact that she's from Oklahoma City, specifically. I'll say... I thought that... Oh. Wait. I thought, is that where they met her, or is that where she's from? 
Oh, you're right. They met her going through Oklahoma. What I would say is, what's what's the guy's question is, should we call her and actually I should be her pimp? Honestly, it seems like he's just stressed out by the situation in general. Yeah, that he, is he doesn't know what to do. They gave her money, so they're not like they're not they seem like giving caring people, right? Wait, like, but but how certain is it that the phrase that she used meant I'm going to sell my body for money, would you be my pimp? <laughs> Oh, you think somebody could say, could you look out for me and not mean be my pimp, Adrian? Come on. Yeah, I think there's sufficient ambiguity there. I'm not going to lie. I think there's sufficient (laughs) ambiguity. In what world does could you look out for me not mean I need you to protect me from the people who are paid to have sex with me? Willie D, can you look out for me, baby? (laughs) I think, I don't know if Willie D has enough words in him. Uh, for this advice column to actually make that point but that seems like that should be a point that's made is like have you verified that that's what she was asking for or was she like hey could you like <laughs> I don't know she meant more like could you sign me up for community co- college classes yeah <laughs> C- could you help me navigate could you help me navigate finding an apartment yeah maybe, could you uh... help me figure out how to pay a phone bill I mean she is 18 she probably does basically know nothing <laughs> She basically knows nothing. What does an 18-year-old know, Adrian? What would you do in this situation? You're not becoming a pimp? I mean, you are kind of looking for a job now that you're about to finish up grad school and it seems like you don't want to go into academia. Maybe pimping is your next stage in life, Adrian. Yeah, that does remind me of a time when I was in a, in a high school class and uh, one of the popular pretty girls was making fun of me for being a nerd. And the teacher said, hey, one day Adrian might be your boss. And I was like, uh, no, I don't plan on being a pimp. That's funny now. Come on down. That's a Come 100% on that. true story that happened to me. Is it actually true? No, it's just some Reddit-ass story. Or, like, some, like, internet-ass joke. Um, no, I, w- I feel like you've done everything you can do. I think that this is why I don't try and make friends at a Golden Corral. That's why, for when I go to a Golden Corral, it's just me and the food. That's my focus. I'm not trying to invite people to come hang out with me. This um, was at a casino in Oklahoma, Adrian. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Golden Corral Casino. <laughs> um yeah this is why you shouldn't talk to strangers because all of a sudden they're asking you to be their pimp and just intertwines their life into yours in a way that i don't think is uh what i'm looking for when i'm just trying to eat some chicken when i'm trying to eat at the casino buffet Mm -hmm. yeah but what if you okay at this stage in your life imagine you're like 40 years old and you see somebody who kind of looks like a little bit helpless and they're 18 Mm. and you're trying to be kind you might not that might not be a different dynamic where, like, a little bit of a parental side of you comes out. I ain't got no parental side. When I'm 40 years old, I'll be like, child. Oh, weird. I thought by the time you were 40, you were going to have a Japanese accent. Weird how we have different visions for your life. No, I just get old. I'm just like, in- invest in crypto. Also, I like that she just decided, okay, I was trying to go to L.A., but I could just move to Dallas if that's where you're from. Like, wherever I mean, is fine, honestly. It's, it's the L.A. of Texas. Well, we didn't discuss this whole thing about how the whole goal was to move in with her boyfriend, and then he immediately got arrested, so. D- dude, living life is tough, man. Some people have it hard. God damn. Yeah, well, she ran away from home. Like, how how? what are the chances she ran away from, like, a suburban, very nice family? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if I learned anything from the George Lopez show, it happens. I do not know that show, but I'm, I'm sure it does happen. You never watch the George Lopez show? Nah, none of my friends uh, drive low riders. Oh, I see what you did there. But also, no, I didn't watch it. All my friends know the low rider. Bam, 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 bam. Any other thoughts? All right, you want to hear the answer? Yeah, let's hear this answer. From Willie D. Good for you, my dude, because as we all know, pimping ain't easy. That's true. What's hard about pimping? I don't know. It does seem like a very easy job, to be honest with you. You just kind of have to be intimidating and collect the money, right? It seems on par with, like, landlord for a job that uh, doesn't require any effort. (laughs) You kind of are just stealing other people's money as a pimp. Yeah. You're just taking the buddy that the prostitute earns and keeping it yourself. Wow. Is being a pimp being like the most quintessential capitalist? No, because even then there's more of an interpersonal face to it than like 
multi-millionaire conglomerations that are faceless and just, you know. That's what I always say. You should support your mom and pop pimps. Yeah. Some pimps, they really put a personal touch to it. You know, sometimes it's like, hey, they're just trying to pay their bills, too. When you see these new kids on OnlyFans, you're like, it just doesn't have the same uh, je ne sais quoi that, you know, your old street side pimp has. Come on. The same customer service, the same quality face-to-face time you used to get with your street side pimp. They never remember your name in the same way. (laughs) They don't even care about you. You're another number to them. On Craigslist, you're another number. On back pages, you're another number. All right, you want to explain the third segment and we could get into it? Yeah, if you've ever seen Pitchfork's YouTube series Over, Under, we are doing the same thing. Overrated, underrated. We have been given 20 topics. Um, Should we explain it? The theme has been crime, and some things are criminally overrated or criminally underrated. Exactly. So that's why we're doing overrated, underrated. It's very simple. We're doing our version of it as criminally overrated, criminally underrated. And you can imagine something like, you know, Earl Sweatshirt being asked about hummus and him saying that it's overrated. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess it's pretty popular, but it's it's properly rated. Of course he would say that because he thinks it's a white person thing. And Earl Sweatshirt yeah. hates everything that is a white person thing. Hey, he's not no name. Not no name. He ain't no no name. No uh, name. Okay, yeah. So we got 20 things provided to us by friend of the pod, Phil Carter. Do you want to get into this? Yeah, let's hear it. Number one. Bidets. Ooh. Oh, wait. I have to do the little drum thing that I do in every video. Bidets. Here's the thing. I think bidets' stock is on the rise. So I think they're still underrated. But I could see that changing in the near future because it seems like Americans are really catching on to bidets. It's becoming a bit of a hip thing. Well, that's what I was going to say is that in the U.S. it's underrated for sure. Criminally. Yeah. But it, yeah. it seems like it's catching on. It's a bit of a fad right now. It is a bit of a fad. It's it's making its way. I think it's catching on, but I think there's a certain part of the American population. Like, okay, today we were driving back from my apart- or from my new house, and we saw a, a truck with truck nuts. And Marshall was just like, that could only ever be invented in America, right? Like, there's no other place in the world <laughs> that's inventing truck nuts. And I think there's no other place in the world that's never going to get a 100% bidet acceptance rate. All right, Adrian, I'm going to be honest and sincere with you right now. I used to think truck nuts were silly, but have you ever thought about them really hard? They are kind of funny. It's like if your truck was like a dog. <laughs> Look at the baller. <laughs> You're right, brother. What can I say? It's stupid. I mean, it's kind of funnier than some people who are too cool will admit. It's a funny Ooh. idea. What if your truck had balls? Okay, so you're doing like a, it's actually a cool guy thing to have truck nuts. I don't think it's a cool guy thing. I get that overly masculine people do it unironically to mean some sort of weird statement about how much they like to fuck. But I'm saying, if you kind of like- I thought it was just letting your nuts hang, let your guns bang. <laughs> Transform from a Lamborghini to a Mustang. If you let go of the toxic masculinity that clearly comes along with the types of people who use truck nuts, it is funny. It's like, it's it's humanizing, it's personifying an inanimate object. I, I just don't, I don't like how often you start sentences by saying, if you forget about the toxic misogyny that goes along with this. <laughs> but also, isn't it really funny that it kind of hangs like in the back in the same way? Because if you think of the wheels as legs, it looks like, it's like a, where a dog's balls would hang. It's like your truck's an it's like your truck's like a deer or a dog or something. It's just so stupid. It's funny, man. Swing low. Like it hangs between the back legs. Coming for to carry me home. You're right. I probably shouldn't start so many sentences with if you ignore the toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's just my suggestion. But okay, so bidets. All right. And truck nuts. Apparently underrated. You got a little bonus in there. Do you agree bidets are underrated? Oh, yeah, 100%. The next one is uh, Chipotle. Well, I guess here's my question for that one. Where do you think they're rated? You know, people will always say that Panera is like fast food quality with a good reputation. I think Chipotle is pretty good food with a good reputation. And that's why I think that they're probably just properly rated. Maybe some white women like it way more than they should. But like, it's never my first choice. It's a little bit expensive. 
I would say overrated. Uh, if, if we go with your rating as where they are, I would say it's overrated because at least since the pandemic, their quality and portions have gotten so small. And ever since they opened up like the... Now, if you go into a Chipotle, have you noticed they have two lines? One for the like takeout order and one for the going through the I, line I, orders. I haven't been to a Chipotle since I went to lunch with Charlie like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's gotten a lot worse. It used to be acceptably like, okay, like, yeah, you get a lot of food and it's pretty good quality, kind of matches the price. Now it's the quality's gone down, but the price has stayed the same or gone up a little. So, so you're saying that the food is terrible and also such small portions. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm. I just moved next to a Chipotle, so I was excited to maybe try and hit it back up one, one or two more times. It's just very like a big ass tortilla filled with rice is like a nightmare for a diabetic. That's like, ah, uh, I you know, a burrito bowl is is tenable, but even then, people tell you to get the free uh, tortilla on the side or whatever. Do they not? Do any of the big bowl places have cauliflower rice or anything like that that makes it a little bit better for you? No, I think they mostly just try and do meatless and vegan. And rice is meatless and vegan. One of the uh, one of the places should really get on that with like a diabetic option, some like veggie rice or something. Or yeah, I I know some bowl places in Charlotte, like more of the local chains. Well, you can do you can kind of turn any bowl into like a salad, where and you can use mixed greens as your base. They do that for poke too, and Tin never lets me get full salad. He's always like, get half rice, half salad. Don't get don't have any rice. Come on now. Well, you see, this is why Tim's such a good friend. He challenges you. I just let you get away with being diabetic. He exactly. challenges your diabetes. <laughs> uh, trivia, which I think we all know how I feel about that. Underrated by the general population, maybe overrated by the people who do trivia regularly. By a bunch of fucking neckbeards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's great. I think some people aren't on it. Like, the fact that Dorley and none of her friends had ever done trivia before... That uh, was insane to me. But, like, coming from Davis, where everyone fucking loves trivia, because everyone's a little smarty pants. Have I ever told you my theory about trivia? Is that every time you go, or when I go, I just immediately realize I'm going to lose when there's a group of, of guys bigger guys. Flights. Yeah, with flights of yeah. beer and beards. A few, a few see people who are all over, like, 220 pounds. They have flights of beer and beards and no women in the group that group of guys is winning they they, they go to every trivia around the barbie down. sports trivia that night as soon as you see somebody ordering a flight of beer get out of there you're not winning that trivia that's <laughs> there's fucking nerds in the house there's some nerds in this house all right we got doot 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 coming up magic the gathering no just magic with a k or c with a c boom 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 Boom, boom, magic. Well, I know how you feel overrated because that magician beat you for at the comedy no, competition. No, no, I think magic is that's a hard question. You know what I think is underrated criminally? Mm-hmm. Just having a few card deck magic tricks in your back pocket. It can really liven up a night with a big group. Oh, interesting. That was one of the jokes that I used to do. There was a woman in our grad group who really liked magic. And so when we went to this certain bar for happy hour, I would always go grab their deck of cards and I'd go up to her and be like, hey, do you want to see a magic trick? And she'd get so excited and I'd be like, I don't actually know any magic tricks. I'm just kidding, Blair. (laughs) Uh, I thought you were about to steal my bit that I know I've done around you, which you did it. But it's that I always do that to people and I'm giggling the whole time. I just can't. When I do this, I can't hold back how happy it makes me. And I'm like, do you want to see a magic trick? I make the setup take as long as possible. And then when they go to grab a card and I put it back on top of the deck, I very obviously quickly try to look at it and put it back in the deck <laughs> and then shuffle it. That's funny. And it always, like, I can't hold back how funny I find it while doing it. I'm always very drunk. And everyone's and always just, like, you just think you're so funny, Paul. I wanted some real mysticism in my life. <laughs> made somebody wait like five minutes like showing some different cards and being like okay like, you did the thing where you like put bit. stacks of five or whatever you make <laughs> <Yeah>. like the little <laughs> doing this whole annoying bit about how i'm gonna show them a magic trick <laughs> it Damn. kills me <laughs> i might have to start doing that i'm taking that that's mine now <laughs> just take a quick look at it put it right back on top i thought i'd done it for you before i love that no, bit. that's funny are you drinking a slushy right now? What are you drinking? Oh, yeah. I had a leftover Italian ice and a vodka bottle I wanted to get in the trash. 
So I made a vodka slushy, put it in the freezer, and it was really good. It's kind of delicious. All right. Are you ready for our next topic? Yeah. But also because I needed to get rid of the whole bottle of big vodka, I put a lot of vodka in it, so I'm really drunk right about now. Hey, let's go. Uh, I feel like Phil is... He, we told him to give us topics that we knew we'd have strong opinions about, but I feel like these are a little bit too tailored. Improv. Ooh. Underrated. I think improv's under, underrated. Yeah, I think underrated. it's underrated. I think it's great. I think it's really funny. I also think it's an easy target because there's a lot of bad improv and there's a lot of, like, kind of things you can make fun of about it. Yeah. Um, so it's an easy target for people to be like, improv is for lame drama kids. And it sort of is, but good improv is still really funny, even though a certain type of annoying person is attracted to it. Yeah, I think for me, I just need to make that point that it's funny. I'm never going to be the kind of guy who's like, aren't you interested in like seeing a piece of art that's ephemeral that no one will ever see besides you and the other people in that room or whatever? Like, I don't feel the need to get into oh, all of that. Stupid. Yeah, I'm kind of just like, it's funny, dude. Go to an improv night. Like, it can be very funny. And like, some troops are very well trained. Oh, God, this one's so long. Okay. Um, Oculus VR headsets. Mm, overrated. I think they're overrated, but I do love Phil's bit where he puts on his Oculus and says he's playing Mario Kart and then clearly is just jacking off to VR porn. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever used them? They're not that fun, man. <laughs> they're um, not good. Yeah, yeah, Phil had one for a while, so we would play Beat Saber on it. He was trying to convince me to get one so we could go into the virtual world Saber? together. Um. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really wanted to do... I, I am convinced that I would have so much fun spending the night taking an edible and doing a horror VR video game. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're only like halfway through. I think we need to speed through some more of these liquid death. Ooh, I like the idea. I like the branding overrated because it's kind of disgusting tasting. I don't know how they made it taste it's metallic. Bad. Yeah, it tastes metallic. Like, I've why never are you tasting had the can? It's kind of one of those things where like, um, do you remember about that? My old rule for cigarettes is that I would never buy a pack, but if someone offers me one, I'll smoke it. Yeah. I will never pay for liquid death, but if someone offered it to me, I would drink it, and I've yet to it's have It's not good. It's not as refreshing as water from any other source or any other... It's not good. It's sparkling. It tastes metal. It's weird. Like in a cool way. That's a weird yeah. aftertaste. I don't know how you could fuck up sparkling water that badly, but they made the worst one I've ever had. Damn. All right. I mean, I know it's one of those things where, like, They've specifically said it's just the marketing is what works for them, and they don't have a good product. But they've they've said we don't have a good product. <laughs> yeah, it's just been like, yeah, it's just marketing thing. Like we, we could like we thought it'd be cool to be like liquid death. <laughs> we were like, drink up the slop, you fucking animals, you little pigs. You. <laughs> yum yum yum. You love it. <laughs> Cats, not the musical. Uh, Cats are properly <laughs> rated. They're like the most second second most common pet. Actually, people usually have multiple cats, but maybe not multiple dogs. Is it more common than dogs, technically? Oh, is that you, it, what you're measuring by pets, not pet owners? Per capita? Per cat capita? Per catapa? <laughs> per cat catapa? <laughs> no, that's funny, man. Come on. Yeah, no, no. Come on. No, that's a classic Big Facts No Cap certified stamp on that. Come on now. <laughs> per catapa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say properly rated. If he said something like, I don't know, like hamster or something, ex-hamster, uh, <laughs> like I, w I would get it. But like cats, I don't know, man. They're properly rated. People like them. They're cool. Firemen. What the fuck is Phil on? What, what does that mean? <laughs> Firemen, you know. Uh, underrated. Hey, Paul, you're all ACAB. What are you going to do when there's a fire in your house? Overrated in the movie Teton. Ooh. Underrated when your house is on fire. I would say underrated because they have a good sub place. They make good chili. And that stripper pole, come on now. They're working that pole. And no one ever says anything about that. They're always like, oh, you saved my cat from a tree. Oh, you saved my child from a burning Why building. Why is that part of their job? Why does the skill set <laughs> of putting out fires? You know what we said that? earlier about how it's not like in the job description for you as a cashier to <laughs> monitor people stealing? At what point are they like, and nowhere in my contract does it say I need to save a fucking cat from a tree? <laughs> The only way they should be saving cats from trees is if that tree is on fire. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, next is water parks. I haven't been to a water park since. Oh, Carabas. overrated as hell. Unless you're a baby. Nasty. What Unless are you like? Baby drinking Phil? other people's peepee. Yeah, like Phil, that baby. He's a little piss boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. That's not that. Uh, water flossers. Uh, overrated. You've regular floss. What are you? Now you're just going after Phil. <laughs> a billionaire with a bunch of extra room on your bathroom counter. It almost got him laid. A water flosser almost got you laid once? What's that No, story? Phil. <laughs> I think Phil told a story about how, like... Well, I don't know if I can say this story on pod, actually. Never mind. Let's skip it. Oh, Phil did give me stories that I am allowed to say, though. So there was the peas, and then there was apparently... Uh, while going um, out of state for a show um, for comedy, some of our comedian friends were in a car in a parking lot. Two of them smoked weed. One of them didn't. A police officer who was apparently watching them went up and was like, hey, we just saw you guys smoke weed. Here's a ticket. You don't have enough to actually go to jail or anything, but here's the ticket. Show up in court. Uh, and then your other friend has to drive. Little did they know the other friend didn't smoke because he's a raging alcoholic and was hammered, but he had to drive them away. Um, <laughs> but those two guys then show up for court uh, for their court date. And they go up and our friend Wayne Cousins uh, pleads uh, guilty to the charges and then our other friend Joey goes up and pleads not guilty to the charges. And Wayne keeps talking about how, like, at no point during the drive there together did he say he was going to plead not guilty. He just kept that to himself the entire time. And apparently they both ended up, like, they both, like, the judge asked. He was like, okay, so wait, hold on. What, what did the police say? And the police were like, we, we saw them visibly in our line of sight that they were smoking and that they, those two took hits of marijuana. And they're like, all right, here's your fine that you have to pay, that the ticket's upheld. Nothing different based on how they pled guilty or not. And so <laughs> Wayne was so frustrated, just like, why didn't you tell me I could also plead not guilty in case that Wait. helped? <laughs> we have Pedal Parlor next. Uh, and I think that's a South Carolina thing. I think in Sacramento we call that brew bike, but I think that's when you do the big biking while drinking thing through town. Oh, those are like the bars where it's like, uh, that it yeah. seems like bachelor parties or bachelorette parties are all. Yeah, yeah. Around. the last one that I saw was a bachelorette party. Yeah. Overrated because I don't like what they do to traffic. Fuck them. Eh, they don't do that much to traffic in Sacramento. What I'll say is I can't say definitively because I've never done one. I really want to do one, though. My sister did one once and she did say if you are the bride or whatever, there's a special seat that you don't have to pedal. I do like Ooh. the idea of making all my friends work while I get to just sit around and drink. That seems funny. I love that, yeah. Your sister was just there mad as hell, just going up a deep hill. <laughs> just <laughs> No, I think she was the bride. Oh, okay. Oh, your sister did that for her bridal party. Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. Maybe she was telling me about her friend. I don't remember. Cool. All right. Big facts, no cap. Get out of here. Big fact. If you're going to do the crime, Adrian... You gotta do the time. Unless you get away with it. Then you don't gotta do the time. Honestly, no it's all benefits. No cap. Be gay, do crime. 